You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me today, Justin Davis, Scoop. Vincent Genito, Yo. Brian Altano. Brah! We've got a great show for you today. So much to talk about. First, a little housekeeping. Next weekend is PAX East. Brian and I are going to be there. That's I'm right. going to be there. Vincent's going to be there. We're going to be uh, putting on a GameScoop panel on Sunday of PAX East, so if you're going there, uh, come by, check us out, say hi. 12.30 p.m. on Sunday in the Arachnid Theater, I believe. We're going to be talking about Game of the Decade. As the ah. 2010s are halfway over, we are contractually obligated <laughs> to start the Game of the Decade watch. Not Literally, someone true. will shoot us if we don't fulfill that part of our contract. Pair. It's yeah. the Arachnid Theater? Yeah. I think yeah, so. Can't wait that, to go is, there. That not, is that wrong? No, no, it just sounds terrifying. I can't wait to be in that place. Full of spiders. Yep. Come join us in the fight against spiders. <laughs> come, Live. Come, come watch Vince go into an all-out mean, panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you're on the spider's side. It's not a fight against them. It's a fight with them. Yeah. <laughs> I want to kill them. But that's next weekend. Let's yeah. focus on this. I'm bummed I'm not going to be there. This week. Come on, just come on, come. Just, <laughs> just come. Come kill spiders with us. <laughs> Uh, top story this week, we found out that Batman Arkham Knight is rated M. Why is that a big deal? Um, I don't know, probably because Batman's whole thing is that he doesn't kill people, and it's tough to imagine how much more violent those games can get without him, like, ripping someone's head off. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be Batman committing the violence. Though. True. Mm -hmm. That's, this is true. It's, it's possible that they just looked at the other recent Batman games and they're like, you're totally killing people. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> he throws a guy, I've thrown a guy off a roof in that yeah, game. Yeah, you crack this, you crack their ribs and break his leg and then hang him upside down in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> at like two in the morning. <laughs> somebody <laughs> just, be fine. Somebody be fine. at the RSRB was like, you know what, Someone that's murder. Yeah. 
a lot of those guys died. Even if, like, so let's say they have the best doctors in, in yeah. Gotham City and they all come in. There's, like, I want to play the game where you're the ambulance driver that has to follow behind Batman and just clean up the mess that well, he's li- living. That could be the companion that's the, that's the I've had right. many games. <laughs> let's be honest right now. The best doctors definitely don't work in Gotham. <laughs> they don't want to be anywhere The either. best nothing works So it makes me think that maybe Batman... He doesn't kill people, but yeah. maybe his thing is that he doesn't kill people, but he doesn't know when he does. Right. But he he's actually like, does he kill people. Mean to. He but he has no idea when he does. Me. Like when he's just like, yeah, I'm gonna drop my guy off a roof, and he's like, oh, he's totally fine down there. But <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's like, calculated like, the distance. He's glided. He's halfway to Ace Chemicals. By yeah. the time they got yeah. And I think like once a month they're just like, hey, you totally killed that guy. He's maybe he's like, what? Like, maybe he's one of those like man children that doesn't understand death, and he squeezes the puppy too hard. That's it's exactly like, it. Can you explain to me? It's like, well, you reach the end of the rope, and then there's no more rope left after that. And uh-huh. that's just how, that's what you're doing to all these thugs. No, it's like, even if those doctors are incredible, one out of every ten of those guys is dead. They're dead. Oh, they didn't sure. make it. So for context, the previous uh, Arkham games have been rated T, right. yep. sure. The movies are PG-13. Mm-hmm. Uh, there hasn't been an R-rated... Prop- I guess the, they, the comics get dark and violent. I was going to say, there is a precedent for super dark Batman yeah. stories. Like, they're really messed up, uh, you know, some of them. And they do... There is a precedent for even some killing in some of them. Do you know so. that in one of them, his, his parents die? <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. No, I think this is cool because this is like... I feel like we've spent the last few years reading stories about things going the opposite direction of this, right? Like, when like mm. they were like... Hey, there's a Die Hard coming out, oh, and yeah. it's PG-13, and we were like, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't Mr. Mr. That. Falcon." Yeah, Mr. Falcon. No, if you whisper swear words, they don't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm the That's same. I'm, like, I'm the kid holding the rabbit. I'm like, squeeze. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's kind of cool to see games are just like, yeah, you know what? Let's make an M-rated Batman. Why not? And I also like. I don't know if you have the quote or the news story in front of you. So I'm gonna. If you don't have it, I'm gonna have to paraphrase. But he's basically like, we went to WB. And they said, you know, and then when they were conceptualizing the game, and they Rocksteady, uh, yeah, Rocksteady went to their publisher, Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers is like, yo, this scene, this scene, and this scene are gonna be like problematic. They're gonna be troublesome. And the guy, the producer, whoever was in this interview, said he was terrified. Like they're the whole game, and they were gonna have to cut them, or he thought he was worried they were gonna have to cut them. But then eventually, they're like, all right, that's your vision. So go yep. make like your vision. So that's like, great. Major it, kudos to them. It is terrific, and I think that honestly, I, I trust Rocksteady enough as a developer that they're going to use that M rating in a in a way that's tasteful and interesting and substantive and not just be like hey look a few extra curse words and a lot more blood and look yeah. there's decapitations now i have i know that they will that they will do something thematic that is thematically mature yeah. that make that earns that M as it, opposed to just being just, blood and guts it really makes me want to look back at the at the older rock city batman games cuz i mean they're they're really like they. These are kind of M-rated situations sure. that are that are detailed and gory and disgusting. But you never really saw it. Like I think that like if there's a man and half of his face is boiled off by acid, <laughs> that's kind of mature. That's kind of yeah. mature. And he's tricked a bunch of people into doing the same to their own bodies or their clothes to be part of his weird crew. Yeah, you know, or like there's a woman who's addicted to uh, the ferums from plants. She has to fight people. Like these are right. like weird. Like the Joker at the end of the first Batman game right. when he becomes well, yeah. like I mean, the grotesque, like the grotesque mutant yeah, giant. Even in the second one, he's all <coughs> he's yeah. really messed up. I yeah. mean, it's definitely about the context of how that stuff's presented more so than the situation itself. Um, you know, there have been first-person shooters that were T-rated, although most are M, and it sort of depends on the specific depictions of yeah. how it's very like technical in that way. In the same way that movies are made, like yeah. you can show everything, but like the moment the bullet enters someone's body yep. 
And you can still be PG-13, even if everything else is exactly Like, you can same. shove yeah. a guy's head into an, a danger-exposed voltage sign, but which split is what's away, happening but, behind you right now. Yeah. And it's Batman, and he's like, ah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, but the guy's know? not like, oh, fuck. As long as he doesn't curse. He's like, boobs. And like, ah, yeah. oh, sorry, it's an M-rated. <laughs> it's a funny thing. Like, it's about who's, uh, you know, who's receiving the violence, yeah. too, right? Yeah. That's the that's yeah. thing. And is it except a we, human, or is it a monster, an alien? But we make less of it a that about that I feel in games than they do in films. Like for instance, like you look at the you look at Destiny, right? And it's like Destiny, you're just shooting aliens and stuff. Yeah. And it's like not that graphic or anything. But then you've got like the Avengers, which is PG thirteen, and I mean, is Destiny rated? M? I was just gonna say, is it M or T? Like this is what this is what this made me think of is when this news Actually, came out. I realized I'd never even think about game ratings. Yeah. I am an adult, and yeah. I play games that are rated E, and I play games that are rated M, and like it's just not yeah. a part of my thought process think, at all. I think the reason I might have in my head mentally been assuming that Destiny is M is because I just had a conversation with my sister this past weekend sure. with her freaking out about her 12-year-old uh, son yeah. wanting to play Destiny. I mean, that's the choice you have to and make so as a parent, right? I assumed that she was, like when, was because of them. Right? When your kids are like that age, like I've always, I've always thought it was strange that Halo is rated M. Right, exactly. That's actually a better example of my yeah. point. Like yeah. Halo is this sci-fi you know, yeah. shooter where you're just, there's no worse violence in that than there is in the Avengers. And there's but like, like very, families go to see the Avengers, yeah. but like my, my sister very minimal never blood my... and you're fighting aliens and yeah. it gets the same rating as Call of Duty even though they're wildly on like opposite ends of yeah. the So side. how old is your nephew? Um, 12. Okay, uh, actually, you know, he's a little bit younger than that. I think he's okay. 10. He's 10. So oh, he loves Batman. Sure, yeah, absolutely. So this sort of brings up a problem, right? Because yeah. now a mother's going to walk into a store and be like, oh, he wants a new Batman this is, game. This is what I was going to... My, my next question, are Rock City and Warner Brothers leaving money on the table by giving this an M rating? Probably. No, I think they're accidentally exposing a lot of children to probably an M rated <laughs> game. Because I think a it's, lot of parents are going to walk into a store exactly and never different. even think to yeah. assume that a, a Batman game is rated M. Yeah. It's different than movies, right? Like... If you look younger than 17, they won't sell you a ticket to the movie. Yeah, right. right. But uh, with video games, I, I think a lot of kids play Call of Duty. There's yeah. also like, I mean, there's there's buying games digitally now. There's buying games yeah. online. Like you can, when you go to a movie theater, you still have that guy who's two years older than however old you are. Kind of like if you're 17, he's 19. He's looking you up and eyeing you up and be like, how old are you? Oh, you can't get in this movie. Yeah. But you, if you want, if like this game on the day it launches on PS4, you can buy it digitally. Man, like I said, it's just not even a part of my life at all. Like, what happens if you try to buy an M-rated game? Like, I don't feel like I have to put in my age on the PlayStation Store or anything like that. Or do they know because of my credit card? Uh, like, time, it depends work? on the service yeah. that you're on. Some services, yeah, like some like Xbox Live, I believe you can just set that in the options like hey this this yeah, um, that's right i guess i have seen those adult offered. controls like yeah. make sure any any purchase of like m rated content has like sometimes like you can probably go to their website to watch their video right yeah. and it'll be like put in your age and since i'm in my 30s i just go to the drop down menu and hit i, I was born 1901. in 1901 yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm a, I'm a <laughs> 200 year old man trying to watch a video <laughs> on the internet <laughs> and it's just like oh we sure showed up it's like it's like having a cop just standing there be like ah, yeah come on in everybody can buy anything like yeah it's like the cop when he pulls you over being like, yo, do you have any warrants? And you're like, nah. And he's like, all right, okay, cool. He's like, cool. <laughs> or he's like, what speed were you going? 40. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, fine. Yeah, it's going the have speed limit. Uh, plus, there's uh, examples of M-rated games selling 
fabulously well, Call of Duty GTA Five. Yeah, yep. yeah. It's certainly not like a. That reminds I, I, me. I'd love to see the actual demographics on those games too. We will yeah. never, ever, ever see those because no publisher will ever actually release them, and I don't even know if there's a way to find out. But I would love to know the demographics on GTA and Call of Duty and this game yeah. specifically. Yeah. In terms of how many people under the age of seventeen or eighteen, whatever the mm-hmm. legal barrier is, is seventeen. I don't even know. Um, like seventeen for our rated. Are movies. playing and enjoying these games. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, I do think, I mean, there's hard M's and soft M's, and I do expect this to probably be a softer M, but yeah. who the heck knows, maybe Rocksteady is going to do something nuts. But I do expect it to be more like Halo and less like, you know, GTA or Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, several years ago, there was that Wolverine game that was rated M that used uh, Hugh Jackman's voice in it and everything. Wow. Oh, right, 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 right. And they, it was good. The gameplay got a little repetitive over time, but it was, like, refreshing after seeing Wolverine watered down in, uh, in movies so yeah. much. Yeah. It was, to see him back in his like super ultra violent form as he is in the comics. Yeah, well, it's, it's like it was. It's always fascinating to me because it's like a character like Wolverine is a man with swords on his hands. Yeah, and then he can only fight like robots, robots. and a bear. <laughs> and it's like they did the same thing with like the Ninja Turtles in the comic books. They're slicing open. Uh, they're slicing like the Foot Clan. Bowsers. And, and, yeah, and in the show they're but robots. There's never any blood on the swords. Or and never then they any make them like the in the in the movies. The Ninja Turtles basically, if you had a wooden weapon, you could hit a guy with it. But if you had a sword, you had to basically just like twirl it in the air. Bonk or, him on the head. Yeah, bonk him in the head <laughs> with it. Like it was. It's kind of dumb. So it's I, it's cool to see them embrace that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's try to guess what earned Batman: Arkham Knight an M rating. I think Batman dies. Whoa, really? Wait, boy, why would that get? Why would that be yeah. an M rating? Unless it's like I don't know. Maybe it's going to be done graphically. Mm. That would be a weird. That would be a strange ending. I think. Uh, I think. I think they're going to do something with the Arkham Knight being kind of a not established character. I feel like they're going to do something kind of over the top and maybe a little gruesome to establish him as being dangerous and being not to be trifled with. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, like he'll it's... he'll put a bullet in Commissioner Gordon's. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It'll on be something live like that. Gotham TV or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be something horrific that they were just like, we need to do this to show how messed up this guy is. Yeah. Which like really they it's probably kinda, could have done with something else, but And that is I mean ultimately, I mean I don't want to like jump on it before it happens. That is kind of a cheap trick, right? To have like to show a really gruesome like nasty scene just to get us to hate the villain or take him seriously. It's, it's shock value. Yeah. You know? And to be clear, we don't, we're don't. we not saying that's definitely what's going to happen or that it's already a cheap trick. You know, yeah. We'll see how it gets done, but that's what my theory is. Mm-hmm. I was just checking the ESRB to see if uh, the rating description had been uploaded yet, but it's not there yet. I always love when they do that. Yeah. Because yeah. it's pure nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it got a hard M for sex. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Batman and Harley Quinn. They showed the Going scene before it. his parents died. Oh. They have sex in the movie theater. <laughs> Batman's there and he's sad. All right, Batman Jesus. Arkham Knight is out June 2nd, I believe. Right before we all have to go to L.A. and uh, cover E3. Right. Cover that, that show. That show. All right, did you guys hear about the Dying Light Collectors, Collectors Edition in the U.K.? No. no. So, so, Dying Light has been out here for a month. Uh, it's been well received. Mm-hmm. People like it. Uh, the retail version was delayed in the UK, so it's coming out this week to sort of like get people excited about it. There's a one. There's one collector's edition. Only one of these are available. <coughs> Only one. Literally one. There's one. One to buy. Yeah. It's called the My Apocalypse edition. It comes with a nuclear bomb. <laughs> First of all, let me. Let's see this. Do you want me to tell you what it comes with, or do you want me to tell you the price first? Let, hold, price. let me clarify something real quick. There's one of them. Yeah, only There's one. One in the world. Yep. Yeah. There's not. This is not one skew. There is only one of these in the entire world. Yeah. Only one person wow. will say, "I own 
my apocalypse edition. So it's like, it's like that Wu Tang album in the vault type of yeah, thing. It's like yeah, that. all right, I'm with you. I'm with you. So do you want to know what it comes with, or do you want to know the price? Let me hear the price first. Two hundred fifty thousand pounds, which is about three hundred eighty-six thousand U.S. dollars. For the my apocalypse edition, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. Like, it comes with a zombie-proof house. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that you, you can live in. You can go inside and live in. You can't has, zombie-proof a house, though. Well, yeah, it's, you know, it's two stories. <laughs> there are vantage points on the top, so you can get you can see when walkers are approaching. It has a weapons storage room. Where? Where is it? Where is the? Real they build it for you. Like anywhere? They build you a new zombie-proof house. Wait, because if they build it for me but, here, that's a good deal on a house. But that's what yeah. I'm saying. We still have to have the land. And you get a free copy of the game. That's not all. You get so you buy four it. Free copies. So, so theoretically, <laughs> you buy an empty plot of land for yourself, <laughs> and then go, "Give me my house." Yeah, they build you a zombie. They it's build like, you a zombie fortress. It's like a company that like they sell makeshift make, makeshift homes. Like they could just put up this home they, anywhere. Modular, like modular yeah, housing. Yeah. So you get the house. You get a TV, an Xbox One, four copies of the game, mm-hmm. home theater system, zombie parkour lessons, <laughs> a match against the devs where they let you win. <laughs> That's gotta be the what? weirdest thing yep. I've ever heard. That is the weirdest thing. They're gonna let you win. A trip to developer Techland. You get your face scanned into the game onto a zombie. You'll get real night vision goggles, a box of adult diapers, because the game's supposed to be scary. Two sets of razor headphones and a human-sized zombie figure <laughs> for three hundred and eighty-six thousand dollars. I want to go like back to. There's a lot to unpack here, feel, as Altano would say. I but I want to like, go back wow. to the multiplayer match. Someone is on the fence. Man, this sounds great. I think I want the. I want to make sure I win the multiplayer match. Though. <laughs> I, I just. I, I don't want to do all this and then have you just beat my ass at the game. I don't want to go dark on this, but it sounds like it's like the buy it now button for the Make a Wish Foundation. <laughs> Like somebody's like, this this kid really loves zombies and he doesn't have a lot of time. Let's give him everything. Uh, he can even play it against the developers and he'll win. Just so don't I'm, tell him anything. So I'm gonna make a, a a prediction. Yeah, yeah. Someone is going to start a crowd uh, a crowdfunding uh, campaign so that a bunch of people can own this. Yeah, they can, can own they, this. And they all live there together. And then all, it'll be like it'll be like a compound or something. It'll be like. They they sell tickets for admission or whatever. Guaranteed. This is not. No, I don't. I don't know the one person who's going to pony up three hundred eighty six thousand dollars. But I can see gamers coming together and putting together a crowdfunding campaign for this. Well, I was thinking, even if even if nobody buys this, it's just publicity yeah. for them and their game, right? I was like, we're, say, like we're talking about their game. Yeah. A better title for this would be a contest. <laughs> <laughs> Where you take this and you give this to somebody, you don't make somebody buy adult diapers in a house. <laughs> it's also like the as the list kept going, it was just like, why are you doing this? And it, it, like, it doesn't. Why are there four copies of the game? Why are there two sets of headsets? Yeah, what yeah. is going on? Like, just random numbers. This sounds like like there's someone out there that's got you know a lot of money, some millionaire that's kind of thinking about it. They're someone. like, yeah. Yeah, and then how much remorse would they have like eight months from now when they're living in their like zombie fortress house? And Dude, they're like, I think God, probably yeah. none because they're not going to live in that house. Just like they yeah. don't live in any of their other four houses. This reminds so. me of this. Just made me think of. Do you remember when they gave away the Simpsons house? No. They made the Simpsons house the exact house, the exact layout with the stairs and the house and the mouse hole in the living room. And then they gave it away in a contest to somebody. And then so someone, and it was the colors, like the crazy colors that when you see them in real life, they look insane. And then someone lived, someone moved into the Simpsons house. But that was a contest. They didn't sell it to you. I just want, I, I totally, you just remind, like the buyer's remorse thing makes me want to see a camera 
of the guy or girl who walks into this like it's probably just a shipping container with a window. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's just like four copies of the game in Xbox One and they, you can't even plug it in anywhere because you haven't called your comp your the company to come set up gas and electric yeah. on the land you had to buy. And he just sits there and he's there's adult diapers and he's just like Fuck. <laughs> a couple years ago, Grid Two, the game Grid Two yeah. had a collector's edition that cost 125,000 pounds that came with a car. Yeah. Wow. That's was an expensive a, car. There was a Call of Duty one too, right? Where there was like, it was like a Call of Duty car you could buy. It comes with a gun. <laughs> and it came with a copy of the game or something and a gun. Yeah. yeah. But then for Saints Row 4, there was a super dangerous Wad Wad edition. Again, yeah. it was a situation where there was only one of them available and it cost a million dollars. And I couldn't find any data on if anyone ever bought this. But what was included was a Virgin Atlantic space flight, a hostage rescue experience, plastic surgery. Wait, hold on. <laughs> what was that second one? A hostage experience? Yeah, also a spy training day. Awesome. A personal shopper, two luxury hotel stays with first class flights to the hotels, a Lamborghini, a Toyota Prius with a year of insurance, <laughs> and more. That actually sounds like a fairly awesome and somewhat practical collection of things. It's Except also a for the pretty space good deal. flight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not a good well, deal. Are you kidding me? Are you you telling me that when space flight starts, like commercial space flight happens, you don't want to be, uh, you don't want to have a ticket on one of those? No, Sp space flight is fucking incredible, but to describe it as practical <laughs> is okay. not the word I would <laughs> use. <laughs> practical is the wrong word. I guess what I'm saying is that these are things that uh, you would conceivably desire or yeah. want to sure. want to have, as opposed you, to you know. Did you throw diapers. plastic surgery in there? That's yeah. one of the things that you could get. Yeah. I, like any kind? Because I feel like that you could get up into the millions if you're like, hey, make me look like, you know, Ronald McDonald. Or yeah, no. Can, yeah. can you imagine what the fine print is on like this? So, like, you yeah. can only get a nose job. The fine print get... on this would fill this room yeah. if you printed it out. But this actually wasn't a good deal because someone added it all up. And even though that edition cost a million dollars, it all only added up to about 630K. Yeah, that's so. every special edition is like is a six, $6 worth of plastic garbage. That they're then selling you for thirty extra dollars. I'm telling you, you got to really splurge on the plastic surgery part to get that yeah. money up there. Just get uh, get a, a couple extra hands or something. That's the business model of the special edition, though: is sell it for ninety dollars instead of sixty, and then give but people five dollars. Seventy-five dollars. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I forgot to mention, going back to Dying Light, that edition costs three hundred eighty-six thousand dollars. That's the equivalent of six thousand four hundred thirty-three copies of the game. Mm. Or four. <laughs> Yeah, minus the four. Of the two. What, are you yeah. gonna, what are you gonna do with the other three copies of the game? GameStop. You don't need. Games. You don't need four. <laughs> they buy diapers there now too. <laughs> <laughs> buy on sale, use diapers here at Diaper yeah. Stop. Pre-owned. Pre-owned. <laughs> All right, Dying Light. It's out now. <laughs> Let us know if any uh, GameCube fans buy the uh, My Apocalypse. Yes, please do. Invite us over to your. We'll come and we'll come and do the show from your zombie house. Oh my god! Oh, yes. yes. I'll wear the yes. diapers if it. Brian wore the diapers. I didn't say I'm going to crap in them. <laughs> so wait, so you, that's where you draw the line. You'll put the diaper on, yes, we'll crap but you them. won't yes, use hypothetically, it. if somebody listening to the show spends that kind of money and invites us over to do a live show, I'll put on a diaper. Look, 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 let's under-promise. I'll, I'll wear it on the flight home. Let's under-promise and over-deliver, okay, not the other way around. Yeah. But I want one of those copies of the game. I'll pee in the diaper, but I ain't, I ain't pooping in it. <laughs> All right, getting off the rails here. <laughs> this week, IGN updated its top 25 PS4 games oh, list. Mm -hmm. Sure did. You got you two. Oh, nope, that's not the right image. 
Uh, oh, <laughs> the oh my god, who is that? That elf. <laughs> With a gun. You know. <laughs> the number one PS4 game was Shadowrun for Xbox 360. <laughs> An elf gun. I thought 64. that's what that was. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. There we go. Just cycle it through. There we go. Anyway, top 25 PS4 games. Uh, there are some uh, big changes because uh, yeah. this is uh, coming off the first big hol- holiday season for uh, the PS4. Right? Yeah, well, and well, is just a lot what more time has passed yeah. since yeah. we did the, the first list. So, wanted to make sure we got games like, uh, well, I mean, all the big fall stuff that came out that deserves a place on the list. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so, new games to the list include The Evil Within. Mm-hmm. Just it made it snuck in a, on. Snuck on. Just stuck on there, yep. What, 25? 25? Number yeah, 25. Yep. 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 It's on there. And the newly released Grim Fandango Remastered. Yep. It's on there too, right at 24. Sure is. Yeah. Right, the, right, right, right behind it. Still need to play that one. Yeah, you absolutely do. I mean, uh, if you haven't played the uh, the original, you're definitely missing uh, something uh, something pretty special and kooky. Probably yeah. use a guide these days. The puzzles are from a different era. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't include the hint system like the no. Monkey Island special editions did. No, so it's still it's not uh, it's I mean, not it's, remastered in that way. It's mm. still very much the uh, from the era that it was uh, created. In. You know, it was incredible in the time, but uh, times have changed, and yeah. it's a fantastic story, fantastic mood, atmosphere, all Great the rest universe of it. that yeah. they. That, you know that was built there, yep. but uh, yeah, totally. Those mechanics of how to solve puzzles are a little, little dated now. Yeah. But. And the Wolf Among Us mm-hmm. is Agilist. Yep. And I saw, I still haven't finished the last episode of that. Ooh. Do it. The get around to it. Get around to it. <laughs> is Walking Dead on there too? Uh, no, Walking Dead is not on there. Interesting. Yeah. No, wow. it's not a requirement Scandalous. that uh, you know. There's only one Telltale game on a top twenty-five list. Like we can do whatever we want. It could be all Telltale games, we but can do whatever uh, we want. We did sort of think that Wolf. Um, I don't know, it's got sort of a special thing going on, and we wanted it on there. Yeah, it's really sure. good. Yeah, it's kind of a singular creation. We swapped out Call of Duty Ghosts for Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Yeah, that's right, because, I mean, uh, you know, let's, to be honest, the list of top 25 PS4 games, not that Ghost is a terrible game or not you know, worthy of anyone's time by any means, but, of course, when you have a smaller pool of games, games get on yeah. there that maybe aren't necessarily all stellar games. Sure. So, whereas you look at, the, like the, say, the PS3 list or the Xbox 360 list, those systems have been around for years and years and years. So their top 25 reads like a best games of the generation yeah. list, whereas, you know, an early, uh, early life for a new console is, you know, there's, there's less uh, to pick from. Yeah. So definitely we felt that that was ripe to come off and for Advanced Warfare to go, uh, go we, on. We do these lists. We used to do them every year. We're starting to do them every six months now because they're so important. Um, and uh, those first couple iterations of each console's list are an opportunity for some games to sort of sneak on that you know will get pushed off as more and more 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 games come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was happy to see Far Cry 4. Yes, yes. To totally. Yep. The game is awesome. Love that game. And uh, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, of course. What have we? I already it. forgotten. I worked on the list. How high? I know we put it really high. Mordor is five. Yeah, Mordor is five. Yeah, wow. it's really, yeah. really Mordor good. Mordor five. And, uh, and why not, right? I mean, like, that was... Uh, I mean, Mordor sure. was... It didn't win our Game of the Year. Dragon Age did. But Narrowly we, missed. But our exactly. Game of the Year Mordor was very close. <laughs> yeah. uh, everyone universally loves it. Yeah. Um, can't wait to see where they go with that series. And a really exciting... Uh, forward step in how you structure yeah. uh, open world action games in a way that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, forward step giving orcs accents. Yep, there you go. There's that too. Uh, we added Grand Theft Auto V, uh-huh. unsurprisingly. Yeah, well, it's funny you said that because there was some debate about that. Mm. Not so much because we don't think the game itself is worthy, but, you know, it's always tough to say... Um, 
to kind of parse through, well, hey, this was a game from technically last generation, and it's just yeah, sure. We spent a lot of time talking about this, yeah. actually. Like, I sometimes people, uh, you know, uh, Last of Us is still on there, Grim Fandango's yeah. on there, GTA's on there, and that's something that people, that was a problem some people had with our list, was, oh, it's just a bunch of old games that got ported, so of course they're, you know, going to be on this list. But the rule that we actually set, we talked about it a lot, yeah. was... Yeah. Uh, if it's a straight port from last generation um, or earlier, uh, you're not worthy to be on this list. Like work had to go into, you know, improving or remaking or remixing or changing some element of the game if it's an older game being ported to next gen. Yeah. So, and by older we mean like before last. Yeah. What did we say? The last year. I don't remember the exact cutoff. Yeah. We wrote it all down. What the specific criteria is. So that's how stuff like uh, Last of Us and Grim Fandango and GTA. Uh, they put you know a substantive amount of effort into updating those games for the new console, and so we decided that they were eligible to be on the list. Oh, got it. Okay, so so like remaking a game the the way they did the Last of Us because they didn't yeah. really add a ton of stuff to the Last of Us, right? But, but it was sixty FPS, yeah. uh, which is a super significant change, and sure. 1080p is a pretty significant change. And um, they bundled in the DLC. And like stuff a better like example is uh, something like. Uh, Tomb Raider uh, Definitive Edition. Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, or the Nintendo has a lot of good examples with stuff sure. like Mario yeah, Galaxy. I'm surprised to see so many Nintendo games on the PS4 Well, list. so Mario Galaxy <laughs> is not eligible to be on the top Wii U games, even though it's on the eShop. You know, yeah. because otherwise you'd have Ocarina of, or not Ocarina of Time, like Link to the Past would be the number one game on every Nintendo but console. Wind Waker, but Wind Waker too. is, because Wind Waker Wind had Waker overhauled is. graphics. Sure, and exactly. We yeah, did yeah, the yeah. Triforce Quest. Yeah, okay. That, that, that makes perfect sense. But what about Mine, Minecraft? We added that to the list. Uh-huh. Is there a, what what new was added to Minecraft? I mean, oh. it, it's just a it's. What do you mean? Like it's not a it's not a port of an older game. It's just Minecraft. Like, I guess I think of it as an older game now. But maybe that's yeah. Just it's my funny perception of because it. it was uh, it was in a, it was in beta for so long, right? Yeah. So it's lived in our consciousness for a long time. But also, you got to think about it coming to consoles is rel- is still relatively new. Um, I think yeah. it came out on the first console edition was the three three sixty for sure, right? Yeah. And that was only. What now? A year and a I half. I mean, ago? Minecraft is still being updated. I guess. Yeah. So it came out, and we reviewed it, and uh, you know, we put our stamp on it. But then it's sort of like that game is still receiving new content and mm-hmm. new patches and new updates and new elements are continually being added to Minecraft. Like it's a game that's still alive and thriving. Um, so I feel like it's kind of a different case than a game like, oh, well, we put Limbo on PS4, and yeah, Limbo's incredible, but it's the same game. We yeah. already gave it its. Accolades, I think a lot so. of people look at these lists, or a lot of people like us are hardcore gamers on IGN look at these lists, and they're just like. Oh, you know, the half the half the best PS4 games are ports or last gen or something like that. Yeah. But there is a significant amount of people that look at this list for the reader service of like, I just bought a PS4, it's my first yeah. console ever. Yeah. What should I play? Like they don't care that something was old somewhere else, you know. Yeah. It's just like if I wrote a list about the twenty five best movies on Netflix, you couldn't yeah. be like, Well that used to be on VHS, that's where I used to watch it. It's like yeah. who cares? No, like it's it not is, the it's not the twenty five most PlayStation y games on PlayStation yeah, 4. Right. And that's totally. why uh, there was also I saw a strange criticism I would read that, that list. <laughs> again, just like I never think about ESRB readings, I, I never think about platform. Like right. uh, there's a lot of criticism about it being all multi platform games. Like you well, didn't really highlight the PlayStation exclusives. I could have played these games anywhere, and I'm and I thought that was an interesting. Like it never even like a good game is a good game to me. Yeah. I don't even think about like platform lines very right. often because I own them all. So right, it's also not a list that says, "Hey, these are the top twenty-five games to make your Xbox yeah. loving friends jealous." I like right. how Tom yeah. put it. Like they're not the yeah. PlayStationiest games; they're right. the best games. I said, I, oh, said you that. said that, yeah. yeah. And I told it's him right. he should write that list. So <laughs> good luck uh, with that, guys. We do. I mean, not to get too super nerdy, but like we talk, we talk about this. 
a it's a lot. video game talk show. Yeah. 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 But like, we spent, you could be a fly on the wall for these. <laughs> like, if you have, if anyone has any questions yeah. about how nerdy or passionate we are, or about how much games, time, like, they think that these lists in. just get like pooped out. But like, you go around and around and around. Like, should it be the list of the twenty-five best games, or or should it be like a buyer's guide, like a list of the twenty-five games you should play now? Because like last gen. Do we reward Call of Duty 4 for its excellence, even though we wouldn't really recommend someone check out the multiplayer now, like it's old and busted yeah, and kind of yeah, dead? Yeah, right. Or it, is it a recognition of excellence? Is it meant to be like a buyer's guide or like rewarding them for their good work? Like we spend a lot of time talking about stuff like that. Yeah, and we end, we, we end up landing on if, if someone just got a PlayStation 4 and they wanted to know the best 25 games that they can play on it right now, like that's the, that's the purpose of the... Of the list. And I, I mean, I kind of know the answer to this, but let me ask you for the posterity of the audience. Like, the uh, what factor does diversity play in terms of like genre and um, not ethnicity? Because <laughs> I mean, there's I don't know what Rayman is. We use affirmative action, so yeah. Twenty uh, percent of the list needs to be action RPGs. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. First person shooters. Yeah. Like, is there? Do you go like, oh man, we got this list together, but there's really no, <laughs> there's no racing identification here. There's no like fighting here. You know? Uh, no. Like, it, no. I, I, it's None, really just probably. about. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's, it's really just about what the twenty five best games are to play we, on the. On we the also we cover off on that with uh, the panelists that are on each group. Like we think right. really hard about. It's not everyone at IGN determining each list. Like yeah. it was. Uh, I think we have five or six people split up into you know all the teams for each platform. So there's a Wii team and a PS4 team and mm -hmm. a 3DS team, and then those groups get together. And when we form those groups, we try to make them really diverse. So we include people from the UK and Australian offices who play a lot of racing games and some of the stuff that like maybe I'm not as personally into. Um, some people, you know, I try to make sure, well, let's make sure this team has someone that really cares and knows about indie games and can make sure that they're speaking up and talking right. about that. Um, so there's no quota of like, oh, you know, we have to get racing games on, the, on this list. We just try to get a diverse group together, and then it sort of sorts itself out. Cool. We, we inserted last year's Game of the Year, Dragon Age Inquisition, right yes. in number two. Right behind uh, Last of Us. Yep, remaster. That's right. Well deserved. Yeah. Um, I played it on Xbox One, but my understanding is that the PS4 version is great. Yeah, that's the version I played and played it for uh, for review, mm. and uh, also excellent in, the, in all the same ways. It really got me back into the RPG genre. I've been away from it for years. I mean, I played Skyrim, but like a little bit more uh, RPG, RPG, I guess, if you want to put it that way. Yes. So then it led me down. Like I used to be really hardcore in the genre. Got away from it. Dragon Age pulled me back in, and now I'm back into like Baldur's Gate. I'm playing a little Divinity. Cool. Um, ah, I love Divinity. So uh, I highly recommend, even if you're not a gamer, that this is normally your kind of thing. Give it a shot. I think you might be pleasantly surprised with how uh, sort of fast-paced the combat is, but still deep. Uh, game. I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. And the funny thing is, and I've said this to people, especially after Dragon Age 2, I went into oh, Inquisition yeah. with, with, I don't want to say low expectations, because... You know that that would imply that sure, like, I have an open mind. You know, but, but an open mind. But I was fully like dreading and but kind of preparing and bracing myself for the idea that this was going to be another kind of super streamlined, super dumbed down RPG. You know, I guess for the masses or whatever. That wasn't yeah. going to really interest me as someone who comes from the the Baldur's Gate. You know, or going back before that, the Ultima. You mm -hmm. know, original. You know, dragons. You know, dragon dragon warrior stuff. I didn't think it was going to satisfy me at all, and I was completely, completely wrong. Like, yes, it is more accessible in ways, and yes, it is more immediate in terms of its reward uh, and how the combat feels. But uh, certainly, uh, for like a, an old, old school like RPG person who loves 
all their uh, having to cross their T's and dot their I's and know their stats and uh, yeah. look at their party compositions and care about their gear and what they're doing with all their slots. Like, definitely holds up on all those levels, which is really impressive. Yep. So that's nine new games added to the list. Yes. That means nine games couldn't stay. It's not the top uh, thirty four. 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 It's four games. <laughs> so I, got, I got you. It's not, not Matt Scoop. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, so some games had to uh, get out of here. Get Dead it. Nation was one of them. The Apocalypse yeah, Edition. Which um, it so, made me kind of sad only because I, I do love House Mark's work and I sure. think that they are the masters of their particular uh, of their particular trade. But it's just we we had this is the conversation we had over and yeah. over again. It's like when we when you start looking at this broader range of games since the PS4 has been out longer, you start having to say things like, "Is this game great? Yes, but is that good enough to be on the list with these twenty five other games? Yeah, maybe that's, not." And that's Dead Nation was one of those games. That's what the conversation becomes. Is uh, there's always someone that loves the game and doesn't want to see yeah. it cut. And then you have to say, look, uh, you know, we know this game is great, but it's not better than, you know, these other games that we, we know we need to make room for and include. Sure. Yeah, it, there were so many times when, when, when a game would be up to be cut, and the one person in the room who was, like, you know, super, yeah. like, champion-y about that game. Like, for me, De Dead Nation, I was the one on Dead Nation who was like, oh, I don't know, guys, I don't think... I don't think I want these, this one to fall off. Every time the person would like wax poetic about it, it does this and it does that yeah. and it's so this, and everyone would stop and be like, you're absolutely right, yeah. but what do you take off? It's not better than you, Transistor, then, it's not yeah. better than Far Cry. Right. And then not... you're like, up, up, ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you realize, well, if I can't take anything off for it, then. Yeah, we say this a lot, like the, the comment section on these things are always you know, a war zone and it's, yeah. it's, it's incredible to watch, but like we have, we have that in the office when we when we get together to do these lists. Like it's sure. it's that heated, it's that pa it's that passionate, it's that exciting. And I'm probably a little right. nicer about it. Though. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, and at the end of the day, it's still just an opinion. Like yeah. if someone else says, yeah. "I well, I would have put these games on there," and I'm like, "Well, that's, that's nothing wrong with that." Because well, it's not yeah. just a ranked list of uh, IGN review scores, yeah. right? There's something. Yeah. It's a little deeper than that, and that's what I appreciate about them. We also, I mean, I stand by our reviews. I think they're an incredible tool. I use them all the time. You know, just personally to help me inform my buying decisions. But, you know, opinions can rise or fall over time. And sometimes, you know, you get some separation between a game and you realize, man, I liked it a lot more than that score I gave it. Or sometimes your opinion can drop. And so top 25 sure. lists are an opportunity to sort of make some adjustments there. Injustice, Gods Among Us. Did, yep. I, did I make the cut this time? No, it didn't. I mean, that's a game that uh, I, I thought was a great fighting game. I reviewed that for, uh, for us. Um, but again, it's one of those games where uh, is it an essential experience on PS4? Um, you know, probably not. It's definitely a solid, uh, a, a more than solid brawler. But it, being on PS4 honestly didn't do that much for it, uh, sure. except for bundling all the DLC. Yeah, that, we'll see uh, what MKX available. can do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. MKX, I, I suspect, you know, will will be in the running to be on that list when it comes out. But uh, of course, who knows? I haven't played that much of it yet. But uh, yeah, there's another example of a great game. Solid, you know, solid all around. But uh, we couldn't name a game on the list as it exists now that uh, that we would have bumped for it. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes, mm -hmm. cut from the list. Yep. It's uh. If, you, if, there's, if there's no comment, it's fine. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just wanted to point out what didn't make the list. I mean, obviously, uh, Phantom Pain. You know. Yeah, that all be. hotly anticipated. Yeah. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, so we'll see. You know, we'll see what it. Ground can Zeroes do. was kind of a demo it's very teaser. It's a very divisive. It's very divisive. Appetizer for Phantom Pain? Sure, there's this, so, you know, there's the argument you can make, and I don't know if I would necessarily make it, but but there's the argument you can make that it's kind of like a, like you said, it's an hors d'oeuvre, or it's yeah. kind of like a, 
It's kind of unprecedented to just release that before a game comes out. There's never been anything quite like it. Yeah, no, there hasn't. Where it's kind of like a, a demo or prologue that you're paying, that you're that you're charging money for. Yeah, but it's yeah. pretty meaty, and I don't know, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting product from like just a business standpoint. Sure, yeah. absolutely, and you know, both both because of that and because of the nature of some of its content, uh, I think there's kind of a divisive uh, a divisive feel about it. So mm-hmm. it makes I think Lucy's review was awesome, uh, and I agree with like ninety five percent of the things that she had to say in it. Um, but again, like you said, it's it's more than the, just the review score. What one person thought. Mm-hmm. You get that community of people in and uh, talking about it, and it's such a divisive game that people have varying feelings yeah. on. You know, it's in, uh, almost impossible to avoid it slipping off. I think again, you know, not a not a bad product at all. Great product, mm-hmm. but uh, easy cut candidate in the face of things like Far Cry and Dragon yeah. Age and Mordor. Mm-hmm. Madden NFL 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which I guess just came out last summer. Yeah, you know, I think I good reviews. Yeah, sure. It was solid reviews. One of the better, uh, one of the better uh, current gen, uh, you know, sports uh, sports titles. But I think there were other sports titles that probably could have made it on before that. Uh, now that, uh, like Pro Evolution Soccer, which didn't make it on the list ultimately, we talked about it. Yeah, we did talk about it. Pro Evolution Soccer was so incredible this year. It was like a bubble game. Like if it was a list of twenty six games, it might have snuck. Yeah, on. it might have snuck on there. Absolutely. And so it's like if Madden wasn't even the best sports game. Uh, in the group, then we couldn't yeah. really justify being there. Yeah, and Merc- Wolf- Wolfenstein might have been twenty six, actually. Yeah, yeah, Wolfenstein was yeah. was heavily discussed. Mercenary Kings, which I get, I like that game, but I yeah yeah, yeah. not a not a top twenty five game for me probably. Killzone Shadowfall, which was a launch game. That one's a little bit more controversial. Mm. Um, some people love it, some people don't, and uh, that's really more of a reflection of the panelists changing, I sure. guess. Yeah. Um, which we do our best to be consistent and you know kind of honor the, the thoughts of people that came before. But it is ultimately the opinion of the five or six people making the list, and uh, when those five or six people change, sometimes you know sort of the winds can blow in a different direction. Um, I personally thought Shadowfall was competent. Like, you, you got a new console, you're looking for a pretty fun new game to play. Can't go wrong with Killzone. I don't really consider it having any staying power being, you know, a pillar of that game's library. I, yeah, anyway. I, no. I don't think you could have possibly put that better. Thanks, That's, man. 100%. That's <laughs> exactly how I feel about that game. It was a great show horse when that system first came out, mm-hmm. and it's just, I mean, the, the PS4 is alive and, and living with a, a great library now, and I think yeah. that this list showcases that, and I don't think that, that really had a place on it. As we mentioned before, Call of Duty Ghosts was dropped for Advanced Warfare. The final two left off the list were Lego, Marvel Super Heroes, and Metro Redux, which was just a repackaging of yeah. last-gen games, which are yeah. good. But those were both, I think, I don't remember exactly what happened in the room. I think those were the last two to be cut. And I think people really wanted to keep them around, but it's kind of like, again, it's not a judgment against them, but it's just as the game, as the console's library continues to evolve and get yeah. better and better, um, if it were a list of top 30, you know, five more great games would sneak on there. But, yeah. but as it is, it's not. And yeah. they just, you draw there's also, the line. There's a, there's a lot. The, I, I find the list fa- fascinating these days because there's a lot more competition within them. Uh, years ago, we used to delineate very differently. We would say downloadable games or indie games or, you know, smaller games. Yeah. Like, um, and games like that would get their own list. Like mm-hmm. the top 25 best downloadable, downloadable games on PS4. All those games are downloadable now. So yeah. now you, you see games like Shadow of Mordor competing with games like Fez and stuff like that. Yeah, like, it's, painful, think, it's painful to see something like, uh, like Lego Marvel or Wolfenstein cut to uh, make room for something like Velocity 2X or Transistor. Although obviously I like those games more, they wouldn't be in the top 25. But it does speak to that problem of room like yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, all right, our top 25 PS4 games is up now on IGN. We will revisit that list again in September. Yeah, every six months now. And the rest of the top 25s are rolling out. By the time people watch this, there'll be another one. Uh, we're rolling out two or three of these lists a week for the next couple weeks. Cool. Let's check in with listeners. Hey, listeners. Hi, listeners. What's up, listeners? Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Nathan Hill did. Oh, Nathan. Nathan says, I am a 40-year-old gamer that has been a gamer for probably 36 years. Wow, that's awesome. I have played tons of video games throughout those years, some great, some pretty terrible. Let me say, I don't understand the hatred the order has gotten in the gaming press. IGN gave the game an okay score of 6.5, which is actually quite high when compared to your peers on other sites. I was really looking forward to the game and bought it in spite of the reviews. I'm glad I did. I am really enjoying the story, graphics, voice acting, etc. All are top-notch. The gameplay is fine, reminding me of a standard third-person cover-based shooter. I am hopeful that Sony will greenlight a sequel so I can spend more time in this interesting world they have created. Now to my question, am I crazy? Why am I enjoying this game so much? As I said, I have played games for a long time, certainly know a good game from a bad one. I know these things are subjective, but I can usually find a positive review to hang my hat on. In this game's case, I can find none. Mm. Mm. I would have this game, I would give this game a solid five. I still see no scores even approaching that level. I want to point out that The Order got a 7.9 from IGN Italia. Ah, well, my people. <laughs> we uh, no, you're not crazy at all. First of all, you're not crazy because you can like whatever you want to like. Yep. You know, you can be the only person that likes yeah. a game, and that's still a totally yeah. fine and valid feeling. But even outside of that, um, it's really hard in video games. It becomes it's sort of like a shouting match in the comments and on forums and on Reddit. And uh, something is either awesome or garbage. It's really hard for something to just be okay. Yeah, totally. Like just to be like, yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't think it was great. Yep. I didn't think it was awful. Like to exist in that middle ground is almost impossible. We are, um, we are, especially when it's a triple A, big budget, huge project. We, like that. We've sort of devolved into a very binary species when exactly. it comes to describing experiences uh, and games and products, and especially something like the order. Like, it's it's coming down the pipe and it looks amazing. And it catches a snag here and there. Like it gets delayed, and then we find out the the campaign's shorter than we might want it to be, uh, and then it comes out and it's getting like sixes and six point fives and fives, yeah, fives and stuff yeah. like that. But no one said the game was outright trash or broken or bad, I don't think. Like, I mean, a 6.5 is okay. Yeah. Well, we it's were on okay. the higher end of this game. I got yeah, like fives in most places. Yeah. yeah. And even he said he would give it a five, but he's enjoying it. You he, know? he would give it a seven. Oh, he gave, he gave it a seven. Oh, yeah. I think um, good. I could have sworn you said five. I think yeah, you might have said five out loud. It's okay. It's all good. We still love you. Yeah. You meant seven. Five yeah. out of yeah. seven. <laughs> um, so I mean, I, I like I don't have any problem with that. I think that's like it's it's fine to 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 accept that you are enjoying something that maybe other people aren't enjoying. I mean, you're forty years old. You're an adult. You know yeah. that. Yeah, it's terrible right. that you, you that a person who's been playing games for thirty six years feels like they need to like they need some kind of validation from someone. Not not sad because of like him that he feels that. It's sad that we live that like that's the ecosystem right now. Where like yeah. if you like something that other people don't, you're like. What's wrong with me? You have to keep it a secret. Yeah, Yeah. because they beat this into your head that if you like something that someone else doesn't, then there's something wrong with you. You also, I mean, you have some really good reasons to justify it or something. You know, if it's what you like, it's what you like. Different people get different things out of games, and it's like I I actually haven't played the order yet. It's short length, kind of appeals to me. Like I think I might want to get a copy and play through it over over a weekend. Um, Although I have the benefit of not having to pay sixty dollars to do that. To be fair, Um, but. 
But uh, like I, I want the game's world building. You know, I'm really excited for that. It looks gorgeous. So if the gameplay is kind of so-so and it's really on rails and the cutscenes are long, like that's a completely valid reason to not want to spend sixty dollars on it and to give it, you know, a, a middling review score. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy just the gorgeous world and just yeah. you know go to London and fight some monsters and then peace out and then uh, maybe I'll play it and be like yeah this really is bad but maybe I'll play it and you know appreciate it be able to appreciate it on that level yeah I mean and on the flip side of the coin I mean like you're absolutely right it's about what you take what you need out of a gaming experience mm-hmm. right and for me I mean world building super cool uh, good story if it's really that good then sure it can uh, it can bring something to me but I'm Constantly, I show myself again through my reviews. I'm mechanics, mechanics, mechanics. Like right. uh, everything with me is about what it is like to play, and if mm-hmm. it makes me, it makes my brain fire. If it makes, if it gives me the opportunity to make interesting decisions, that's what I play games for. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yeah, even less than your typical linear third-person shooter, like say a Gears of War or something. I, I feel like the order just gives. You're playing it some, right? Or you already have given up on it? You oh, played a few hours. Well, later. I played. I played about halfway through it okay. or so, uh, and just I couldn't. I couldn't stick with it because. Yeah. I, I felt like I wasn't making any choices. Even when there was a firefight going on, I wasn't making choices. And yeah, Gears of War, the say, the choices aren't super complex. No, you're totally but, choosing. But you're totally choosing what weapons to use and why. You're totally choosing when to, you know, blind fire, when to uh, pop your head out from cover, you know, which pieces of cover to situate yourself on. You're kind of keeping your eye on the entire battlefield and deciding what uh, targets are important to prioritize. So there's still decisions being made there. And super, there's tons of decisions being made when you play Halo because of the sandboxy nature of those engagements, you know. Yeah. And then I played The Order, and it, it really just did felt like whack-a-mole with guns. And but, I was you like, know, I mean, like, for, for some people, that might be the, the experience they're looking for. Like, sure. I feel like we're sort of spoiled because, and our audience is spoiled, especially because we, uh, with, with the, you know, introduction of 3D games decades ago, we've been given more and more and more freedom in games. Mm-hmm. And when we go back to that sort of, like, genre or area where that freedom is taken away it's judged against games like the last of us or gta where there is a things are are a little bit more opened up um when in reality like i do think there is the benefit to a a linear short game every now and then um we just have to figure out where that fits in the world because i think that selling it for 60 dollars and having a game that's six hours like it's i'm okay with it but the majority of the audience is not so um, completely legitimately too like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so I don't review very many games. I'm my features editor, but when I do review games, it's kind of challenging for me because I can kind of see... It. I know this is probably going to be crazy based on the how I talk in GameScoop, but I can actually see the bright side of everything. Like, when I play... I play a lot of weird experimental indie games, and I'll be like, everything around this game is bad, but there's, it's got this one cool thing. Yeah. It's got this one cool idea, and, like, I totally dig it, and I'll play a lot of weird stuff and, like, ignore all the weird, strange, indie jank just because it's got this neat idea that I haven't seen before yeah, or, sure. you know, characters or whatever that I enjoy. Um, and they'll they'll do that with the order. They'll take the best parts of it and they'll build the sequel on it. Like we talked about this, about this on Podcast Beyond the other day, uh, about how you don't, does, you don't spend this much money on this engine and these characters and this game and this world and just go, yeah, well, I'll see ya. It just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. It is like, an investment. They are world building. They are creating a franchise. Yeah. And, it, you know, in the same way Assassin's Creed 1 was weird and very rough around the edges and two was awesome and now it's annualized. Like mm-hmm. the order will get, we'll find yeah. it's, we'll, we'll find it's sea legs. You know eventually. what they should do when they make the order two, they should include the order 1886. You just get it when you buy the sequel. Sure. Cause like how many people are going to be like, man, this sequel looks dope, but I never played the original and I don't want to buy it. 
Sure. I mean, they did that with Bayonetta too, right? Yeah. There so. you go, Sony. That was, that's a freebie. I don't know if the game free is, idea. Give your game away for free. <laughs> if the game was received so poorly though that most people didn't want to take the time to play it before uh, or buy it and play it before the second one. came It was out. received poorly by critics and it was received poorly by audience members and gamers that didn't play it and probably had no intention of playing it. But I yeah. bet you money that this game will crack the top seven or top oh. five on MPD. Man, I don't know. It's, it's a weird month, man. What's it going so. up against in February? That's true. Evolve. Yeah. yeah. Evolve, which is which is which is multi-platform, right? It's, yeah. it's available on multiple platforms. I guess that's the main reason is that not only was it did it not really set the world on fire critically and commercially, but it's also on one platform. So yeah. The game is, I mean, the game is whether it cracks the top, whatever. Undoubtedly, a huge failure. It's just like, was it so big of a failure that it's going to get a sequel or not? I'm I'm kind of on the fence. Yeah, we'll see. Moving on. This is Brendan Rafferty. Hey guys, I wanted to know if there will ever be a Shadowrun 2 or a Shadowrun remake on Xbox One. I'm referring to the old game Shadowrun that was on the Xbox 360 and PC. <laughs> okay, that's not an old game. That's just, <laughs> this is exactly we, we live in an era now really? where the old game Shadowrun is them <laughs> the talking Xbox about the 360 class based shooter. The, from what? How many Which years came ago out was that? In 2007. Seven. Yeah, yeah but I don't even like so that's a, I want to point out when that game came out, the original. Super Nintendo Shadowrun game was 14 years old, and the pen and paper Shadowrun game was 18 years old. Uh, <laughs> dude, that just broke my brain. <laughs> so so aside, from, aside from the fact that we all now feel very old yes. and are going to leave this studio and immediately have a midlife crisis <laughs> because of that statement, I am totally on board with what this person is saying. Yeah, I am Shadowrun is I am hugely dying. underrated. This I am game? dying for a sequel to this game. I'm no, dying for a sequel this to game. this game. No, Shadowrun no. had so many good ideas. So many good it's, ideas. it's a textbook example of what I was just talking yes. about. Like yes. all these elements that are around the bad, the good are bad, but right. they had this good kernel. Yeah, of this loadout system where you're customizing. It was so ahead of its you're, time. You're it was picking, ahead of its time. Yeah, you're picking a it, it your was, loadout is like picking a race and then picking magic augmentations for them and then picking gear for them. And you could put together all these crazy like combinations. Like you could have an elf that like it was a class-based multiplayer and use a hand glider. Like know. it was a class-based multiplayer shooter, which now that's everything. Every game is a class-based multiplayer shooter now. Every yeah. company yeah. is making one. Blizzard's making yeah. one, you and, know, And as those go, this had more crazy gadgets, more crazy abilities, more crazy yeah. perks than any yeah. of the ones that you see now. Had that crazy much. tree. Yeah. Yeah, the, the tree. Yeah. Right, yeah. The, the, so there was really a, like this game. I know, yeah. we just let them go. It's like two kids talking to their there parents was, so about here's a great how example. awesome something is. There was this healing tree. There's a hang glider and a healing tree. <laughs> Summon this healing tree and then it would do uh, healing in an area of effect all around it while it was out. So these, uh, you could be a troll character who regenerates health on their own and they can also carry heavy weapons. So you'd have a chain gunning troll um, who would just regenerate health like almost nonstop, and it was like this huge like choke point stopper that you, how do you get around it? Well, then there's dwarves. Dwarves are, like in a lot of lore, they're immune to magic, and they kind of negate magic around them. So Obviously. if you, if you had, were playing against a team that was using a troll with this tree, you almost needed to have a dwarf and maybe give him like a, like a, stealth, like a stealth suit so that he can get in close enough to uh, to just be in the presence of this tree and destroy it and negate the troll's mono uh, health regen. Shadowrun, All kinds of stuff like Shadowrun that. Shadowrun was a really, really clever game. Yeah, it was really uh, smart. It was really ahead of its time. I actually don't even think it had that much. I think it was a great game this that... Is, well, you, were you going to say it was low on content? No. Oh, okay. No. Because well, that's why it was poorly received at the time. It was a full $60 yeah, see, game. I don't agree. I mean, it was. I think it was poorly received. Look at the reviews. It was a full $60 game. Multiplayer only, no single player campaign, and then there just weren't a lot of like, modes, levels, or weapons. So. There were Titanfall, a lot of, evolve. That's what, yeah, I'm exactly. it, it, That's what I'm saying. 
I would. You're right. It was Team ahead Fortress Two. Yeah, I totally, I totally play, agree. To like, be fair. none of those games had a troll tree with a Gatling gun. And that's right. Yeah, none of them are as awesome as that. No, I, I I think Shadow Realm was poorly received because it was a super hardcore thinky RPG that they turned thinky, into yeah. you know an action game and people were mad about that they were mad about that yeah and I think that also, that's how the Shadow Run license was used and coming from and also coming from the other end of it people who wanted a competitive like arena shooter there was just too much to think about it was like wait I've got to understand like what the racial traits of these different races are and like how the different spells and different uh, gadgets interact with one another and it's just it was super like kind of I guess the, for, so the original the question kind of was no we're never going to get a sequel sadly yeah. um, hopefully we can get like you know a spiritual sequel or some of the other you know Battleborn or some of these games that are coming out can yeah. scratch that itch what's the name of Blizzard's Overwatch Overwatch yeah, yeah. Overwatch and also gi- don't forget Gigantic from Motiga that game is uh, also another arena mm. shooter with that's super class based with a lot of interesting abilities that kind of play into each other it was like it was like a FPS MOBA before that was a thing in yeah. some ways yep absolutely Shadowrun came out in May of 2007. Its developer, FASA, shut down in September. Mm-hmm. I played the heck out of that game. Finally this week, our last email comes from Big Tony Style. Big Tony hey, Style. Big, Big Tony Style. Hey. Hey. From IG Natalia. What kind of racist? <laughs> hey. Uh, hey, you're allowed to do we that. Met, we, we, met. Yeah, we can do it. We, 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 we have a pass. Tony style. Exactly. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. He's a great guy. How is the Scoop Crew planning on consuming House of Cards... Will you binge watch it over the weekend, pace it out, watching one episode a day or a week, or not watch it at all? I have not seen a single episode. Oh, of man, House it's Man's. so good. I was just talking to my wife about this. Um, working at a place like IGN is dangerous. Like, you kind of have to get through it. Yeah. you got to get through yeah. it. There's going to be a grace period where people will be polite enough to be like, okay, have you gotten That's through this episode like yet? A day or so. It's exactly, yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. going to end. So um, no, I'm, I'm going to destroy that show the, the night it comes out and the, next, and the next morning. Yeah, this Friday. That's this Friday? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then just feel like a big garbage pile after? Yeah, I'll, be fine. No. I'll go take a walk. Around. Maybe no. I'll start watching it with my girlfriend because I, I, we, we are both interested in it. Oh, it's great. I don't it's mean to say show. that we, were, we haven't watched it because we were like, ah, we don't need that crap. It's one of those shows where my wife got a few episodes in and was just like, oh, this is yours, honey. And I walked away and I was like, cool. This is all mine. I'm going to marathon through this in one season. Uh, then the second season I'll marathon through. Like, it's my show. I can do whatever I want with it. So we, uh, the challenge is, I don't know if I've mentioned on GameScoop before that I'm a father yeah. fairly recently, yeah. uh, fairly new. And uh, so we can't, you know, just sit and binge as much as we want. We'll probably watch one a night. We'll watch one a night for how many is there? Is 10, your wife into it? Ten, yeah. Okay. Ten or 13 episodes? 13 episodes, I think. So 13 episodes yeah. for 13 nights. That's probably how we'll do it. Mm-hmm. Just give the baby some cough medicine. Set her down to bed, and then she'll sleep. Is, is the cough medicine just some Jameson? <laughs> just yeah, like rub it on. a little whiskey on her gums. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that used to be a thing, right? Is that yep. still a thing? They don't do that anymore. I think. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't have kids. kids. If I had kids Brian and I said Altano. that, that'd be a problem. Look, if I ever a kid, I'm gonna ask you guys first. Now we got this out of the way. Now I know not to do that. See? Ryan, this is this is baby scoop. <laughs> Learn things. Let me ask you this: I've been rubbing whiskey on my kid's mouth to let them fall asleep. Is that okay? <laughs> also, is it legal? <laughs> All right, I think that's all the scoops we have for you this week. As uh, what? You didn't answer. You didn't say what you're going to oh, do. Oh, yeah, that's a uh, fiance and I are, are watching. That's our Friday night plan. I don't know how much of it we'll get through, but uh, yeah, uh, we'll. I'll get through the whole season as fast as we can, hopefully yeah. through, over the weekend. I think he's mm-hmm. waiting to hear if it's legal to rub whiskey. No, 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 no. no. I, I was curious about the House of Cards. <laughs> you can put whiskey on your own mouth. Yeah, <laughs> you can do, do a lot of that. <laughs> 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 it's my friend. <laughs> yeah, you want to do a shot? <laughs> Uh, if you're going to PAX East, don't forget to come to the GameScoop panel, 12.30 p.m. on Sunday. 
next Sunday in the Arachnid Theater. Yeah. We a spider party. <laughs> we spiders will be fighting. We need, we need your help fighting a spider war. True. Come to PAX. You'll find me hiding under a table. Good. Uh, thank you, Justin. Thank you, Vince. Thank you, Brian. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.